In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everybody, Scott Johnson here, Diary of a Cartoonist, and the Olympics start today, as you may be aware. It's, uh, what is it, Friday the 27th, 2012, and I thought this would be a good platform to talk about, ow, I'm going to pull that out of my ear, uh, to talk a little bit about, and it, by the way, I may have to peel away for a phone call in the middle of this, so if I do, I apologize, I'll, I'll pause and come back, um, so about, jeez, oh how long has it been now? It's got to be four, almost five years ago. I pulled the plug on traditional television. Traditional in the sense that I stopped paying for cable slash satellite, that kind of stuff. Just got out of it. And um, I've never looked back and I've never regretted it. It's been great. In fact, um, when I did pull the plug, my kids were still, jeez, Nick would have been six, Carter would have been 10. Taylor would have been 13, 14, whatever. 13? Yeah. 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 Something like that. And uh, we did it because, well, A, we were paying so much money uh, per month and per year for about 300 channels of stupid, right? There's like three I cared about or four maybe. So I wanted my local channels, but, you know, you can get that over the air. I wanted... Um, well, I wanted sports stuff and that's something I've never really been able to do a good alternative for since then, but I didn't want it that bad. Um, but what I really wanted was like discovery channel and certainly not all the shows that are on there, just some of them. And I wanted, um, oh, what's another example of a channel? I don't even know. Just, you know, cherry picking shows. And back then we were just starting to see channels like AMC and others do out, do original content or original programming. Um, FX and those guys were sort of doing some stuff too. So I was interested in these individual shows, but I, I wasn't interested in paying for just a ton of crap that I never watch, especially whole channels I'll never turn to or skip over completely. And uh, as a result, I stopped. We quit paying for that. That saved us about Eight hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars a freaking year uh, for the plans we had, and we thought it was just starting to look like this hot new Netflix streaming thing, which at the time was PC only and on your screen only, like your computer screen only. And we were taking a bit of a gamble. We didn't know how easy it would be to to get the kind of programming we wanted and all that. Uh, but services like that and Hulu and just other uh, channels, you know, networks like CBS or whatever that stream nearly the entirety of their catalog 
iTunes being able to pull down s- stuff to go straight to a uh, you know a PC or a or a Mac connected to a TV, or better yet, a you know an Apple TV style device or a Roku. Those things all started rolling in, and we very quickly invested in a Roku and picked up an Apple TV, and I have an old computer connected to a television that that is nothing you know state of the art, but it plays video. It's fine. Play high def, you know, all the way down to standard def stuff. So, um, so we tried it and it totally freaking worked. Like we've got everything we ever wanted. So there was always a place with the exception of freaking HBO, those bastards, there's always a place to get the stuff you want. So if I wanted the latest episode of, I don't know, justified season one, I could get it on iTunes. I could get it on Amazon, uh, uh, what do they call it? Amazon video on demand or whatever. Um, both of which have apps on my Roku. So I can just, just, you know, on the, from the safety of my butt on the couch, I could watch those shows, catch up on what's going on. Netflix, of course, gives you this huge catalog of tons of back stuff, including tons and tons of TV. So I, I missed most of breaking bad after season one, not on purpose. I just sort of lost track of it. And now I'm playing catch up and I'm watching it all via Netflix. It's all there all the way up through the current content right before season five, which is now running. And then as soon as I'm caught up, I can choose a, a number of ways to watch the most recent episodes. Probably just do it on iTunes. Just download them. So even though I'm paying for these things, I may pay 30 bucks for a season of this or 25 bucks for a season of that. On the whole, overall, if you count the subscriptions to Hulu and to Netflix and the occasional digital download and maybe a trip to Redbox once in a while, it's significantly cheaper than what I was paying for satellite slash cable significantly like kind of ridiculous the savings that 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 represents and so it's no big deal but then rolls around something I give two poops about which is I kind of want to see the Olympics and um, I know there are a few sketchy ways to get streams and I know there's a if you if you're a cable subscriber, you can get streams via NBC, but they forget that the whole point of me wanting the stream by itself is not to have cable. So that's not really an option. The other option is an antenna, which I've just never bothered to put a good one in, so I can pick up the channels I want. Um, and maybe that's what I should do, but I've waited too long, <laughs> right? So like right now in London, the the uh, what you call it, the the opening ceremonies are happening live. Uh, NBC's not going to show them till tonight or later today so they can get a more primetime audience. But, um, you know, part of me is a little bit sad that I'm not going to catch that stuff. Because uh, four years ago, I was in the same boat and I didn't watch it then. And two years ago, I didn't see the winter stuff very much because, again, I didn't have very many options. And I thought, well, geez, by 2012, they'll have this crap figured out. Everybody who's in charge. NBC will have a way to do it. They'll be able to charge me. Geez, NBC, just give me a $25 package deal that says hey for the next two weeks you can watch everything that we're broadcasting via your ipad or on your roku or on your something your computer even i'd take it and they're not doing that they don't i don't know why they just not don't want my money so what i'm forced to do is one of these other options which is less convenient and nobody got any extra money right nbc sure didn't so duh i'm sure it's more complicated than that they got to work out deals with with you know, the Olympic committee and I don't know, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't benefit NBC the way I think it would directly, but maybe somebody else gets that money. I don't know, but doesn't it seem dumb? Doesn't it seem dumb that we are this deep in the rabbit hole of media consumption and production 
and nobody's figured out a way to solve that ever increasing, ever growing portion of the consuming population that wants this content on demand. It seems crazy to me. Is that my dog? Crazy. I swear I just heard my dog. She was asleep. Anyway. So yeah, that's 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 going on. Um Olympics, right? Yeah, Olympics. I'll tell you what I am looking forward to though. Um I was talking to Kim last night. It's a little stressful around here right now because we have a lot this year going on. Nertacular was a huge freaking bomb and it was crazy and fun and awesome, but it was a, a huge time bomb. Like it just kind of obliterated my summer. And we had a bunch of stuff before that. And we had a bunch of stuff after that. This year is my wife and I's 20 year anniversary. You guys just wrap your head around that for a minute. We were talking on the instance today. The day I was married, Terpster was five, maybe six years old. That puts you in, puts it in perspective. Now I was young. I was probably, geez, what was I? 22, three, four, three, 23. And, um, he's now 25. Five. So yeah, he'd have been five five years. Yeah, five years old. Psh. The H man. So that makes me feel funny. <laughs> but that's so we got that big anniversary coming up. And we're trying to figure out how best to celebrate it. Um, money's a little tight. I'm about to send an 18 year old off to college. She's not going too far. About two hours north to a town called Logan, where she's going to attend Utah State University. It's a fantastic school. Uh, here are their big strengths. You ready for this? Agriculture. They call them the Aggies, in fact. Agriculture, school, big time. And more so, uh, commercial art and design. Like they're huge. They pump out illustrators that go straight to New York and get hired by the biggest firms. I mean, they're just, they're crazy with the the commercial art and illustration. I did uh, uh, some courses there and also did a, a summer camp in high school where for two weeks you were there being taught by these uh, professors and actual illustrators, and it was amazing. Kind of shaped me, actually. I had a one of these diaries, maybe next week I'll t- or sometime soon, I'll tell you guys about my seventh-grade art teacher, Mr. Boyd Winterstrom. And I may have talked about him on a show forever ago, and I don't remember, but I think it bears mentioning again the impact that dude has on me to this day. Um, if anyone out there thinks that teachers are just failed versions of the thing they couldn't do in real life, so they taught instead or that they are just subpar compared to what the actual business world would be if they were out in it, you're smoking the crack. You're smoking a big handful of fresh crack, uh, at least in his case, because he is, he shaped our lives, man. Didn't even know it was happening, but what an awesome dude. He uh, Memories of him make me want to teach. But anyway, that's not my point. What was my other point? Oh, this, this, this uh, two-week cl- uh, camp or whatever. It had a couple of uh, factors to it that I should probably mention that two week thing was, yes, it was about learning how to be an artist. It was learning skills and techniques and learning what it meant to go to college and study those same things and all that stuff that I was interested in. But it also represented two weeks. We could just make out with chicks. <laughs> I mean, more than, more than you'd think, uh, that, that that's what that was. And, uh, that was fine. You know, whatever. I met a couple of interesting girls there. I have one I could tell you a story about, Ooh, man, kind of still haunts me to this day, but, uh, what was my point? So we're sending my daughter to that school. She leaves, uh, what, three weeks from now? Um, 
so to make things a little slightly more complicated, in two weeks or whatever it is, the eighth and the the, the weekend of the ninth. So like, what is that? That's a Thursday. So Thursday through Saturday, Sunday rather. I'll be in Las Vegas with my wife, my uh, middle daughter, who's going to go with us. And I'll be meeting up with Brian Ibbett and his wife and also Andrew Allen. And we're going to uh, the Trek convention down there and help promote that CD that the that those guys produced. Um, I think I'm going to only go to the convention one day. Um, a, because it's super expensive. But B, I just I think one day is probably good. And then the rest of the time we're just going to try to do a little catching up and and, uh, and stuff. And we need to use, uh, we got this really great deal on accommodations. So we're trying to use those up uh, before they are no longer a good deal. So that's the whole reasoning there. And then my other two kids are going to still be here. And that makes me a little nervous because, you know, I'm putting the 18-year-old in charge and she forgets to leave or to do things we told her to do, like get the mail. So the, we'll get home and it'll be like a mailbox just packed with like envelopes and boxes. Um, so I have some concerns regarding that. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's uh, so it's just crazy. And it's all, the the, the college thing is not, cheap like she had she had made an effort to get some scholarshipy stuff going and um worked really hard on that and just just missed a couple of them by inches losing out to somebody else you know i can see why i'm not saying this frustrates me on this level but i could see why some people would get mad that uh, basically for one of her one of her scholarships she got beat out by a kid less qualified like less uh, less of the stuff they wanted to hear and see on her grades and resume for things she did extracurricular and all that in high school. Um, but he won because they have a quota to meet to uh, get minorities in there. Now, I actually think some of that is great in schools. I think it's I think it's good that we we kind of go out of our way to say, all right, well, are we being equal? Are we not discriminating? But I can see how that gets out of control. And now they do it just because they have to do it or whatever. So but it came down to between those two. If it was just a numbers game, she would have won hands down. She would have gotten that scholarship. But she didn't because she is as white and pasty as I am. So, again, I don't resent it. I kind of get it. But I don't think that's the... I don't think that was the original intent of that stuff. Uh Interesting to learn that lesson this late because I'd never really thought about it before. But yeah, it's kind of a weird deal. Like on the one hand, I want people to have opportunities that don't normally get opportunities for whatever reason that might be. But this is a kid of, I'm not even actually sure what his ethnicity is. I think it may be a combination of things. I think he may have some some Indian, like Eastern Indian, and then some um, some Latin American influence or Latino influence going on and either way. I think it is what that is. That is what that is. It's just sort of a multi multicultural family, but they're loaded. They got all this money. They could actually afford a big year of school. No problem. Um, it's not like they're in some impoverished state where they just, Oh, this is our only chance. <laughs> they were going they was going to go there anyway. Um, so that's a little frustrating and I'm not, I don't, I honestly do not have sour grapes and I kind of like the kid. I know who he is. Um, but a part of me says, well, okay, then if you take all those factors into account and you take that race thing out of it, well, what, what, what were we competing on? And if it was just on grades and volume of curriculars and, and extracurriculars and all this, she just creamed him. 
So I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Not frustrated about it, except that now we are going to, at least this semester, while she works on some other stuff to uh, see if she can have it be different the next semester, we have to figure out a way to, to make sure to pay for it. And we will, and we'll make it work. But everybody out there going, hey, you're going to go to PAX? You're going to come to the 20 other conferences this year? Uh, you know, I wish I could. <laughs> but that is the priority right now. We have to we have to make that work. Um, and I'm happy to make it work because, you know, she's my daughter, and I'm very proud of her, and she's worked really hard, and she deserves this, and I'm stressed about it because I've never had her this far from home, even though it's not really that far. It's only a couple hours, but... I don't like her on the road in the winter. It gets really snow packed up there and I don't want her trying to drive home and at Christmas time and just all those stupid parent worries. Those are the things that stress me out with her, but um, she's a good kid. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She's smart. She's independent. She knows what she wants. And uh, you know, can you ask for much more than that? Honestly, when I got into this raising kids business, when I was 25, 26, whatever, we had her. By the way, she's the only baby I've ever had or seen that can sit through any movie and sleep. We used to take her to movies all the time, and she'd just sleep. Like, I remember we saw The Relic, Tom Sizemore, The Relic. It's a big, loud horror action movie. And um, she just sat in my arms the entire film and slept. And that was true of any time we take her to a movie. You know, it didn't matter what. Jurassic Park 2, when she was a little older then, but... But any of the any of the movies that came out like ninety four through ninety five, ninety six, she just conk out and and for whatever reason that it's almost like the sound soothed her, made her go to sleep. That was fantastic. We thought it was going to be true of all three. It wasn't. Second kid, no way, didn't make it through a movie like that. Nick was the worst. He would, especially when he got a little older and could walk, he just wander all over everything. Couldn't sit still. So every kid's different. But um. Yeah, I mean she's young. She's beautiful. She's that that stresses me out. Because, I don't know. I mean, which, what would you rather have? A confident, good-looking kid who now is targeted by dirty boys <laughs> with nefarious ne- uh, desires? Or do you worry about an ugly kid who doesn't get targeted in that way but is treated badly or differently because they, look at, they don't look good by society standards, right? It's a real twist. But she's... Um, I mean, I don't have any complaints. She's uh, she's smart. She's happy. She's she's um, just gonna do whatever she wants to do. She's not. She's got nothing to hold her back. Uh, the boyfriend she's with now, who's a little bit younger than her, um, they're basically have to leave each other. And uh, none of us are happy about it because we really like this kid, and she really likes this kid, and he's a great kid, and they talk about important stuff, and they're just. They got it going on. I really hope that uh, that works out between them. It's just hard when he's younger and he's still got a year of high school left. And and she's off to this college experience with all new people and friends and roommates and dorms. And Oh, here's the other thing. How do you have a dorm? I know this is probably more common than not, but I went to school locally. So I lived, I saved money by living at home. My parents had no money. And, um, She's got uh, six or seven people to, to one bathroom in the storm. How bananas is that? Like, how would you like to live under those circumstances today? You know what it is? It's when you're 18, 19 in that age range, nothing scares you. You're good to go, man. You just go in there and just, yeah, one bathroom. Woo! 
Why well, I can't get into the bathroom? Why? Oh, this somebody barfed in there from the party last night. You know, you don't even care. This stuff's no big deal. You get older and you go, dude. You under no circumstances am I living in that condition. I will have my own damn bathroom, as an example. You know, I used to walk through certain neighborhoods when I was eighteen and nineteen that I'm lucky I wasn't killed in. And I think about them now, and I go, oh my gosh, I would never walk there. I think honestly, I think it comes a bit of that comes with fatherhood, maybe where you're um, you're not just worried about you anymore. You're worrying about your your kids and what they have to see and deal with. So when you see a a dangerous thing, it's no longer just about well, I'll survive this. It's about oh shoot, I, there are other people who I don't have as much control over as I would myself here. This is this is scarier as a result. So I think that's where that comes from. I don't know though. Honestly, I've not given it that much thought, if you want the truth, until now. Because that's what the show does. Anyway, guys, 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 I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of The Diary. There will be more to come. Somebody uh, texted the other day, texted, uh, Twittered me the other day and said, hey, do you have any sponsors for Diary of a Cartoonist? I said, no. But then I got to thinking, that would be nice. That'll help pay college bills. <laughs> Uh, so if any of you out there are uh, have a company or a business or something uh, or projects or whatever, and you're interested in that, send me an email, myextralife at gmail.com, myextralife at gmail.com, and I'll, um, we'll talk about it. It's, they wouldn't be like big rates or anything. I'm trying to keep this simple. But if there's some interest, we'll do a little top of the show, bottom of the show mention or something and um, give you some exposure, and uh, it'll help me out as well. So the option is on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what else? What else going on? That's it. I think. I think this is good for now. I'm gonna try to do these more often. As you can see, I've already beat my once a week thing, so you're getting it more often than that. And I will keep that up. Um, we're going to a farmer's market tomorrow. Uh, some special one that's got all kinds of attractions or something down in downtown Salt Lake City. And I will probably record some things there and then make it part of the next entry in the Diary of a Cartoonist show, which uh. Thank you again for all the great feedback. Sounds like you guys are enjoying it. Um, I know I am. Yeah, that's it. I'll get out of here. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, check out the comic. All this is based on myextralife at gmail.com. It's my address. The website is myextralife.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.